Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Business Life and Coffee Show, episode 251. We're almost at a thousand. Hang on for the ride. We're going to get there and we're going to get there together. If you like this show, go ahead and share it with a few of your friends. Word of mouth is always the best way to introduce someone to a podcast that you love. This week on the show, we are talking about and celebrating the first black mayor of You'll Find Out. And we're going to be talking about epidemiologists and their thoughts on when it is safe to do all of the things we loved and enjoyed back before COVID-19. And last but certainly not least, we're gonna be talking all about how to hook your new customers in the midst of a pandemic and how to grow your business. We're gonna be talking with Russell Brunson. He is the CEO of ClickFunnels. ClickFunnels is a $100 million organization and it's very likely that you have their software or know someone who does if you're an entrepreneur. So check out this episode of the show And we'll be back after the intro. All right, thanks for tuning into the show. How are you doing? How are you responding to the latest developments in COVID and the pandemic and everything that we're doing? I know a lot of states are opening back up. Here in Maryland, we have, we're all moved into the phase two, which means that my wife and I went to uh, Carter's for the very first time in a long time to actually get some clothes for my daughter who was growing out of all of her clothes that we had before the virus hit. And uh, it looks like we'll be able to get some outdoor dining as well, which I am really craving because I'm not gonna be a fan of spending the money, but I am gonna be a fan of getting the appetizers and just being able to be out in public around other people um, at a safe social distance. But what about you? Love to hear from you if you're tuning into the show. I wanted to go ahead and celebrate in this segment called Mama I Made It, which is leaders who make a difference. In Mama I Made It, we highlight everyone from entrepreneurs to civic leaders, to young people who are out in the community making a difference. And I want to set the scene for you in light of everything that's been happening with George Floyd. There is something to celebrate. If we can all go back to literally six years from now, almost to the day, but it was in August, we mourned the loss of Michael Brown, who's an 18-year-old black man who was shot in Ferguson, Missouri by Darren Wilson, who was a police officer for the city. But now fast forward six years from now, we're actually celebrating the first black mayor of Ferguson, Missouri. Her name is Miss Ella Jones, and she is the new mayor of the of Ferguson. So in the New York Times article here, she was a part of the protests in 2014, and now she has become the mayor. This is super important from for a lot of different angles, but I celebrate her today because it's so important to have representation in politics, in law, in your fire department, in government, in business. Everywhere you go, there should be representation for all people, Um, but especially in a climate where America is not that great for African-Americans and it's a kind of an uphill struggle. It's great to see someone who is a African-American woman becoming the mayor of this town. So I hope that the city is on the move. I hope that there's a lot of positive growth. 
I hope that there is a lot of change and progress ahead. And to everyone who voted, I'm sure you made the right choice. And this is another reason why your vote vote matters. So remember that as you uh, go through primary season and even in November, when we all go to the polls and make our voices heard. All right, so in this segment of While You Were Working, we're going to be sharing some news you need to know and use. This was found in the New York Times. I will drop a link in the show notes. And the article headline says, when 511 epidemiologists expect to fly, hug, and do 18 other everyday activities again. In case you've been with your head in the sand for the past three months, we are in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, many states are opening back up. However, uh, that is not the only information I trust. Uh, many people who have spoken from various platforms have said that they are going to trust data and science. And who better to trust than epidemiologists who study the uh, spread of virus and disease. So there are 511 epidemiologists who were polled by the New York Times. And this would be a fun game to play along if this were an interactive segment. But I just want to show you that they've broken this down into four categories. So there is this summer, okay, which is basically right now we're in the middle of summer. Then they have three to 12 months. So the epidemiologists think that we are going to be able to do this activity in three to 12 months. Then there is a category of uh, one year plus. So maybe this time next year, it'll be safe to do this, that, or the third. And then uh, the last category is never again. So if you're playing this game in your head, if you're playing this while you're listening to the show or watching it on YouTube, uh, just make a note. Let's yeah, let's make this a game. Uh, if you guess correctly, when the most epidemiologists think that this activity is going to return, um, let me know. I'll send you an Amazon gift card for the best for the for the best score. All right. So uh, the first one is bring in mail without precautions. Now this was a sample size of three hundred and seventy nine epidemiologists. And 3% said they will never bring in mail without precaution. And the most votes went to 64% said this summer they'll bring in mail without precaution. So uh, I think it's going to be safe to get those packages that you've been ordering, that you've been shipping to your house, to your office, to your P.O. box, wherever you've been doing it. It's okay to bring in mail without precaution. Um the next one, see a doctor for a non-urgent appointment. So let's say you have elective surgery or if you are um, you know, pregnant and going through the uh, process of, of um, all those doctor visits, uh, less than 1% say that they will never see a doctor for a non-urgent appointment. So that was the least. Um, the most, this may surprise you, Went to this summer. So 60% of doctors think that um, they'll, or 60% of epidemiologists think that they're going to go see a doctor. Uh, let's see something fun here. Ba, 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 ba. 
when do you think that uh, epidemiologists think it's okay to attend a church or other religious service? I know I attend a church. We've been having service online for the past few months. And uh, I think there's a date now for actually returning back. So when do we think that church services uh, will open up? 220 epidemiologists responded. The least said that they uh, 2% will never attend a church or religious service. And I got to think that those are the folks who probably just didn't attend church, period. So uh, I don't know that this was a scientific response to them. But 43% said that they would attend church or other religious service in uh, a year or more. Now, uh, let me do one more and I'll tie this practically to your business or to your career. All right. So let's see. Um, travel by airplane. That's a fun one. Travel by airplane. Uh, less than 1% say that they'll never, ever do it again. And 44% said they'll do it from three to 12 months from now. So there were 512 respondents to this one. Um, so what does this mean for your business? What does this mean for your neighborhood? What does this mean for your job? What does this mean for your startup, for your friends? Um, epidemiologists are pretty smart on these things. And uh, similar to uh, economists, it's like they can help predict uh, trends. And so if you have a business that's in one of these spaces where they don't think that you'll be able to, to do things, for a year out, let's see, it's a, attend a wedding or a funeral, hug or shake hands and greeting a friend, go out with someone you don't know well, attend church service, stop wearing face coverings, attending a sporting event, concert or play. These are things that you may want to be pivoting in if you haven't done so already. Maybe you want to think about uh, digital products that you can create, subscriptions that you can create, mail delivery offerings that you can create uh, so that you can thrive in this new normal that we're in. Um, a few things that were in the three to 12 months category, send a kid to school, work in a shared office, ride a subway or bus, travel by plane, exercise at a gym or fitness studio. Yet these are even still things that could be a uh, inconvenience or a setback to your business if you're in one of these fields. And so, you know, check out this article See what you think. Play along with the epidemiologists of when they think it's going to be safe to go back to these things. And let me know what you think. Drop a comment in the show notes. And we will be back soon after we uh, go to a quick break. Jumpstart HR is changing the face of the HR industry with their outsourcing, project consulting, and phone support. Enabling startups and small businesses to outsource their HR needs from anywhere in the U.S., from new business and legal compliance to employee performance management and outplacement services. Within the business community, Jumpstart HR is a trusted and reliable service. In fact, companies like Forbes, HR.com, and Inc. Magazine have all featured Jumpstart HR for their easy-to-use hourly, monthly, and on-call support that is tailored specifically to each client's needs. This saves clients like you a lot of time and money. To learn more, schedule your free HR evaluation today at jumpstart-hr.com contact.
All right, so we are here at the coffee shop Q&A portion of this week's episode of the show. And this is where we have virtual mentorship and interviews with very special guests who are timely, relevant, experts. And when I have a guest on the show, I just enjoy being able to sit back and, and listen to wisdom. So this week, we are joined by none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Russell Brunson. If you don't know his name, you definitely know his company because when you're starting a business and you're growing a business, everybody knows ClickFunnels. Everyone knows that it's the way to drive your growth for your business. But he's got a new book called Traffic Secrets, the underground playbook for filling your websites and funnels with your dream customers. And we're just going to talk about how to thrive in the midst of the pandemic. Hey, Russell, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. So let's just start here. How can business owners continue to get traffic to their business during the pandemic? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, uh, this pandemic is, has caused a lot of chaos for a lot of small business owners, especially like those who were traditionally offline. You know, you think about, you know, during this book tour, a lot of people ask like, what is traffic? I don't know what that actually means. And it's like, well, traffic, if you think about a brick and mortar, it's the the people that are physically driving past the front of the store, right? Like that's traffic or they call it foot traffic. Someone walks past and they see your store like, oh, what's this? And they, they walk in. When the pandemic hit, all the that type of traffic basically dried up. And so businesses that were solely offline, they all started struggling and they started figuring out, like, how do I, get, you know, how else do I get traffic? And that's really what the traffic secret book about is like how, how do we find our dream customers like where are they at how do we find those people and then how do we get them uh to come to us and um it's it's interesting you know one of the fun things that i've been talking about with, with a lot of business owners who aren't online right now or haven't quite figured out that that part of it you know traditionally if you look at you know how do you grow a company offline and they they might buy tv ads or something and, and it's it's crazy expensive to write like you know, i'm in boise idaho if i run a tv ad here it, it blankets all the boys that gets expensive and like 99 percent of the people here in boise don't actually want or need my product i'm just wasting all the advertising dollars yeah whereas on, online we can say okay who's the exact person that wants to see my ad and if we the better we understand who that person is we can just show it to them and it becomes really really inexpensive and uh it gives us the ability to get traffic at a cost that's you know it's the cheapest it's ever been it's, it's the best time in the world to be an online uh, an online business owner for sure. Yeah. Well, Russell, would you say that COVID has taught us that every business should be an online business in some way, shape or form? Oh, a hundred percent. You know, I, I have a, one of my friends owns a gym and I work out with him and he, it's funny, he told me, he's like, I always thought my business was recession proof. He's like, people always want to work out. And he's like, now he's like, I realize that we're not COVID proof. He's yeah. like, we're not, <laughs> we, you know, so he's trying to figure out, okay, how do I, you know, he's like, if this hits again, if there's a second wave or whatever, he's like, I need to be prepared. And, and it's been fun watching him. Cause like, he's been training me for, you know, two and a half, three years. And I, I'm an internet nerd. I'm always talking about this stuff and yeah. he never thought it mattered. Now he's like, okay, he's been reading all my books. He's been asking all these questions now. And I'm like, okay, now we got his attention. Now is the time for people to understand that if you're not online, it can be really scary for sure. Yeah, definitely. So even if you're uh, re recession proof, we're not always virus proof. And <laughs> I think now's a great time to be an entrepreneur or business owner because if you can thrive and grow and adapt in this, I don't think there are relatively uh, many challenges that you can't overcome if you're doing things the right way. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What what strategies, though, are you telling your friend that owns a gym, that you're telling people in your book, what strategies on understanding exactly who your ideal customer is? What are some tips that you have to share? Yeah, I think... You know, it's interesting. Uh, most business owners, they don't think about this. Again, they put up a store and then they wait for people to walk past. They wait for traffic to come. When you go online, it doesn't work that way, right? Like we can't just throw up something and pray something happens. Like we have to be more aware of it. And so the first step is figuring out like, okay, who is your actual dream customer? A lot of times we're like, oh yeah, well, everybody's my dream customer. And it's like, well, if everyone's your dream customer, then actually nobody is. Like we need to be very, very specific, especially online. That's right. Uh, 
One of my favorite stories is I was uh, I have a friend who's a dentist and um, you know she was running ads on Facebook like trying to blanket her whole whole entire city and was like just struggling to to make ends meet. It was it was really expensive. And I asked her, I said, okay, well instead of trying to like show your ad to everybody, I know everyone needs a dentist, but like who are your dream customers? Who are the best customers if you were to look at it? And she thought for a little bit and said, okay, well my my dream customers, the best ones are people who come in for Invisalign. I said, really, why, like, why is that? And she said, well, Invisalign has the highest profit margins. You know, it's, uh, they end up buying more products and services afterward. And she had all these, these reasons why they're her best customers. And I said, okay, cool. I'm like, well, what do we know about people that have Invisalign? Like, I want as many details as you can give me. And she did some research that, okay, well, they make th- about this much money per year. These are the neighborhoods they actually live in. Here's, you know, she had all these different things that she knew about that customer. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, let's go back. Let's turn off all of your ads that are just blanketing everyone, wasting your money. <laughs> and let's just have ads and only target a small group. Like the, the people in these neighborhoods who make this amount of money who are most likely to actually buy your product. And then we made an ad that basically talked about like, you know, here's how to get Invisalign and, and post these ads out there. And what's crazy is two things. Number one is, her cost of advertising dropped down about 10% of what it was before because she was only showing ads to very certain groups of people. And then number two is uh, it started getting those people coming in the door. She um, uh, averages between 10 and 20 new Invisalign clients a day or uh, a week right now mm. coming in her door, which has completely transformed her, her practice. So the cost got way cheaper and it got just her best customers in. And uh, that's really the power of the internet when you understand that. And I think a lot of people, uh, we don't spend enough time thinking about who's your dream customer. I spent the whole first chapter in the Traffic Seekers book, like we have to figure out exactly who that person is, like getting deep into their mind because the better you understand them, the easier it is to actually find them online. And so for everyone listening, I would say that'd be the first step is like, who is your dream customer? If you could go and like just draw a circle around like, this is the best person I could get. Uh, what does that actually look like? And now you're aware of that. Now it's really easy to go and find them and, and target them online. Yeah, I mean, that that's great advice because one of the myths and misnomers that people have when they start a business is they think, well, everyone has money, so everyone can buy my product. But the reality <laughs> is, is everyone has money, but not everyone wants to spend with you. So you have to find the people that need what you want. So I love that advice. And I know we've talked about it, but in your book, you say, don't wait for people to come to you. How can you find where the audience is congregating? Yeah, there's a misconception of entrepreneurs and business owners of like, uh, it's kind of like the movie Fill the Dreams, where it's like, if you build it, they, they will come. come. Right? <laughs> yeah, so they're like, they build this thing and put it out there and like, okay, why is nobody coming? And it's like, it's not like a story you put it up and people are going to be naturally driving by. The internet doesn't work that way, right? Like, just because you're there does not mean anyone's ever going to find you. So our job then is to figure out, okay, if step one is who's our dream customer, and step two is like, where are those people actually congregating? And uh, and so I think about this for myself, but for everybody, right? Like all of us, we have things we're passionate about. When we get online, if you think about it, like, what are, everyone's got like, what are the websites that you normally go to, right? Like we have our favorite things. So for example, my wife is into fitness. So yeah. I know when she gets online, there's certain fitness blogs that she always goes to that are her favorite, right? And there's probably 100,000 people to go to each of those blogs. And then there's fitness podcasts that she listens to, and there's fitness YouTube channels she goes to. And so if I had a product or service targeting people who are into fitness, my question would be like, well, where are those people congregate? Like, what are the blogs they read? What are the podcasts they listen to? Where are the YouTube channels? And I'll buy ads in those places. Yeah. But maybe your product isn't for fitness. Maybe it's for business people or it's for people who are into couponing or to into tennis or to soccer or whatever your thing is. It's just understanding, number one, who's your dream customer? Number two is where are they, where are they hanging out online? And our job is to figure, okay, boom, there's our customers. There's 100,000 of them on this blog. How do I get my ad? Like, What kind of hooks can I throw out there to grab their attention so I can get them to come back? to me. And so that's kind of the the process. And when you look at it that way, it's like hunting for buried treasure. Like it's so yeah. much fun. Like whenever, every time I find a new site, I'm like, I found a new site. It's got a hundred thousand potential customers. They're all in one spot. Yeah. Like it gets so much fun. Cause now it's like, okay, how do I, how do I get those people now to come back to me? And that's uh that's the game that we play with traffic. 
So, so Russell, let's break down the game, man. How can business owners master these these tactics that you're doing before other people? Because I feel like you're dropping some exclusive stuff here. So what are some of the ways that uh, business owners can master these tactics? Yeah, it's it's actually easier than people think. In fact, the, the biggest secrets are, are literally like in plain sight and most people miss it. Yeah. So let me explain what I mean by that. What I do is when I go on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, like the first step is I literally tell people, I'm like, go unfriend all of your high school buddies and your college buddies because they're just going to get in fights with you about dumb stuff. I was like, go find the people who are already advertising to your dream customers and find those people and follow them, right? So I follow all the people that are already selling to my dream customers. And then what I do when I log into Facebook or Instagram, I just start looking like, what are the ads that they're putting out there? What's the content they're posting? And I'm looking to see what are the things that get the best results? Like, what are the things that Facebook's rewarding. What are the things that get people to comment? So for example, um, uh, you know, I'm obviously an author and so I was try- I, I follow a lot of other authors. Like, what are they doing to sell their books? Yeah. And I saw this one ad from my buddy and uh, he literally had his, his book and I don't know, he had dipped it in like lighter fluid or something. He lit it on fire and he's like, ah, he's like, and there's this ad. He's like, my book is literally on fire. You got to get a free copy of it. And, and I looked at this ad, it had over a million views. I was like, oh my gosh, like that is, wow. that's so cool. Yeah. I'm like he did something there that worked. So I called him. I was like, hey, do you mind if I if I do that with my book? And he's like, oh, yeah, go for it. So I took my book and I, like, <laughs> I dipped it in lighter fluid and I lit it on fire. And I didn't know like the lighter fluid was like dripping down my arms and the books. Like, it's like burning. <laughs> anyway, it was a really bad idea. But like, so I it wasn't it wasn't like CGI. It wasn't, you know, uh, photoshopped no, it, in later. <laughs> <laughs> that was legitimate flames and it hurt. <laughs> oh, man. But I made the ad real quick. I'm like, my book's literally on fire. And I threw the book. I'm like, oh, <laughs> but that by again, he had. I took that ad and I posted it and it did the same thing. It went crazy viral. It had tons of success and sold tons of books for me. And so that's what I'm talking about. Like the, like figuring out what's working before anyone else. It's not like don't buy a course that someone's going to tell you, but you know, you know, six months later that teaches you the big secret. It's like, look right now, like what's working today Yeah. because Facebook's going to show you and Instagram, all these, these channels will show you what's working because it's going to show up in your feed and yeah. we can look at that and we can model it for ourselves. Yeah. I have an intern that is uh, interested in, in design and copywriting and one of the the tools that we're working through together is Facebook ad library and just going on there and saying, okay, well, what do you like? What do you not like? And so we're helping him understand, you know, what makes good branding and what doesn't. And and so though really quickly while we have you here, what are some examples of hooks that you can throw out to get people's attention? I mean, if you've got a burning book, I'm going to take a look, (laughs) but what is something else that, that you could share? Yes. A burning book is a great hook, but (laughs) I think about it like my job as a business owner, I always imagine that my dream customers are sitting at home, bored out of their mind, especially during this whole pandemic. They're sitting on their phone and they're sitting on the couch scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, like hoping to find something to grab their attention, right? They're bored. And so our job as business owners is like, I'm going to give them something that's going to grab their attention just long enough that I can tell them my story about my product, my service. And so I literally use my phone. This is my video production studio. People always ask me, like, who do you hire to build your commercials? And I tell them, I I hire my kids. I pay my kids $1 for every ad they help me create. So my budget is $1. And, uh, and then when I do, I'm, I'm looking for things in my environment that would grab someone's attention. So for an example, uh, a little while ago, my kids and I were walking downtown. We walked by this hotel and in the lobby of the hotel, there was this big, huge green rhino. And I was like, that is so random. But I was like, if I was scrolling and I saw that, I'd be like, wait, what? So we ran inside the lobby. I got my phone out, had my kids click record. And the audio quality was horrible in this lobby because it was like it was super loud. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm Russell Brunson. I'm standing here in front of this big green rhino. And I'm here today to tell you about my new product. And I talked about my product. And the ad took one minute to, to create the entire ad from start to finish. I paid my kids a dollar for their, for their time. And I took that ad and I said, okay, just show this to my dream customers. 
And that ad now, um, it's been live for a little over a year now. It's been seen over a million times. Uh, it sold over 10,000 copies of my book for me, and it just keeps working. Wow. And that was just an example of a hook. And so for me uh, and any business owner, I'm, I'm, I tell them, I'm like, look, get your phone and look, look around your environment. What's something that would, get, that would grab someone's attention? I did the other day at my daughter's soccer game, and she was like doing something. She's kicking the ball. I'm like, hey, you stand right here. I'm going to make a video, and she's kicking the ball in the background. I'm like, hey, I'm here at my daughter's soccer game, and I want to tell you about my new thing. And yeah. you know, recorded that, and right now that ad's doing really well for us as well. So it's just – it's like figuring out like what are things that you can create really fast and easy that's going to grab someone's attention just long enough you can tell them your story about your product or your service and then from there you, you invite them to come back to your website and that's kind of how it works. Russell, that is gold, man. I've enjoyed having you here. I wish I could have you for, for longer. I hope to have you back, but I know you've got a, a busy day ahead of you. Can you tell people where they can learn more about you, where they can find the book, and maybe where that cool rhino is if they're ever in your town? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So if they want a copy of the book right now, obviously you can go to Amazon and search Traffic Secrets. It'll pop up there. But we're doing the we're doing the middle of like the launch right now, which is uh, so exciting for me. So I brought and pre-bought a whole bunch of hardbound copies of the book, and uh, right now we're giving them away for free if they go to uh, trafficsecretsbook.com. So it's trafficsecretsbook.com, and uh, you can go there and let me know your shipping address, and you just cover the shipping handling costs, and we'll ship you out a free copy of the hardbound version. And uh, that's kind of how it works. So I appreciate you letting me uh, hang out with you, man. This is a lot of fun, and uh, I hope that this uh, provides value to your audience and help them get traffic back to uh, to their websites as well. Of course, man. Enjoyed having you. Next time you're in Baltimore, let me know. Awesome. I, I'll definitely come hang out. It'll be fun. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right. Have a great day. You too. Thanks, man. Thanks, man.